I wish we could, I wish we could put a picture of a, I think one thing we should do on the IG is once a month we just post a picture of Blaine and just with the tag where the magic happens just a picture of Blaine. <laughs> you have no choice. Yep, you really don't have a choice. It's happening. We'll roll up we'll roll up to Silmar and <laughs> knock on your door. It's Lakeview Terrace. No motherfucker, it's Silmar. <laughs> I'll try to you shine have, that turn. You're off. You're off Foothill Boulevard. Back to Papa Don't Preach. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again for doing this wonderful, wonderful week. I'm here with two of the best dads, Zan Mostow and Mitch Keith. Zan, how yeah, you yeah. doing? I'm good. I am, um, <laughs> I have energy. <laughs> it's great. Well, sounds like it. Whoa, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> That was hard to that was, a, that was a little bit too much. I don't want yeah, you falling get, asleep mid uh, mid podcast on me. <laughs> get this dude a Zanny. Jesus, calm yeah, down, man. man. <laughs> oh, You're too close, man. You're too close. <laughs> but uh, hey, that. Mitch, how you doing? I'm, I'm good. Poor I'm good. Zan. <laughs> well, it, I'm good. I'm. <laughs> I'm doing good as well. I'm doing good as well. Uh, I probably don't have as much energy as uh, Mr. Mostow, but, you know, I'm going to try to catch up. So, but, Obi, how about you, buddy? I'm doing great. You know, I'm uh, going to bed around 2 o'clock, waking up at 5, 6 o'clock, doing my damn thing. Why are you going to bed at 2? Why are you getting three hours of sleep? Jesus. Uh, Well, I'm working and, you know, uh, child care is covered. You're not working until 2. Oh, no, I just... My job is 24 hours. I don't want to disclose too much about the show I'm working on right now, uh-huh. but I'm working with, I'm working around with a lot of people in different time zones. So gotcha. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Creating Great. the grids, making sure things come in on time, making sure people don't get on the plane with the virus. You know, it's a <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Coronavirus. You got, the virus. you got that vid? <laughs> I got the vid, bro. Got the vid. I had it. That's not fun. Oh. Oh yeah! Oh, oh. yeah! Yeah! yeah hey, feel bad. Hey, what's that SNL skit? Wah wah wah! <laughs> the Debbie Downer one. I can't have kids. <laughs> have you guys heard the new story of feline AIDS? <laughs> but Zan, how was your yeah. weekend? Like, how was the week? How's everything going? I know that week, you are weekend. celebrating your second birthday in secret. What's going on there? Oh yeah, Tanya's birthday. It's, oh yeah, uh, was, it's, it's today. It's today, uh, and you know I'd like to keep this quick so I can uh, spend some time with her <laughs> and not spend the whole night talking to you schmucks. Um, oh, what else? What else? We celebrated uh, Norus, which is Persian New Year. Uh, oh, this hey, week. congratulations, Zanijun! Yeah. Uh, Happy New Year, boy. <laughs> I don't know if What's... that's insulting or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I felt yeah. like I was in blackface. 
I shouldn't have done that, and we will take it out in post. She gave you the thumbs up. So it's okay, right. okay. I got I got um, approval from one person. Yeah, woman. <laughs> we, yeah one person woman. But they, they the, Al, the, Al Sharpton, <laughs> the Al Sharpton of the Persian community said it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? We, we did. Uh, it was cool. Persian, it was Isabella's first time like really experiencing it. Tanya's mom set up the half half the scene, uh, half scene for, yeah. for it and yeah and explained it to Isabella and, and it was great because my parents came by for dinner and uh, Izzy was just loving it and dancing around and playing and it was great. Uh, it, it, they they celebrate the new the seasons. That's what it is and um, I'm on board with that. That's pretty dope. Uh, part of it is like getting that. a fish like in iran like uh before the new year during winter fish hibernate in the ice and then of course they when do. Spring, well when spring comes around they, they melt and they you know they go about doing their business we had a fish our fish ended up dying and we sidestepped having to talk to her about death by saying that <laughs> that fish wanted to go back to the ocean and so when she was napping we you know sent that fish to directly back to the ocean via the toilet and um is he didn't question it. So You're a liar. it was great. You're a liar. Uh, yeah. Mouth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, what was She's your two favorite? and a half? We don't need to do that. Oh, I did to, it. I, that's what we didn't have to do. I, I did yet. the complete opposite with our fish. Uh, sir floats a lot. We told Amanda, <laughs> <laughs> we told sailor he's dead. And <laughs> how, how old was she when you said this? About two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Death is part of life. Sir floats a lot killed it in the fish game and, you know he lived a long very very good life he lived in a castle um he had palm trees <laughs> a shipwreck he did well he did well but yeah no we just told sailor yeah ours didn't he lasted like four days and uh so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so i wish he didn't develop yeah. a relationship with the fish no no yeah so it's all good went down down the drain and you know back so in the ocean you had it for four days and it died seems a little fishy to I, me Hey, we yeah, but um, uh, Bazinga. wow! I don't know where she got it, but yeah. What else? Wait, you? She just your daughter just found, no, just okay, found okay, your two okay, and a half okay. year old found a random God, fish. Damn! <laughs> Anytime I start Kept talking, it guys, it's too soon. Well, no, it's because of how you started <laughs> your story, and it already didn't make sense. Questions came up immediately, <laughs> but some story. You got it from a fish store. I refrain. Please continue. I got a, a freestanding uh, pull-up bar finally. I can get my Ooh, back, oh, and nice. my back situated. Nice. Yeah. You gonna get, get yoked, bro? Oh man, I'm working on it. Six a.m. working at working out in the mornings. Okay. Got to get it in because I don't have time any other part of the day to do it. I commend that. Hey, I have a question. Have Have your kids started like complimenting you when you're trying to reprimand them to to sidestep? Because Isabella has started complimenting us on our clothes when we're trying to, you know, discipline her. <laughs> just, just tonight, you look really like, nice yeah. today. <laughs> you know, I shit you not. Just tonight, we came back from getting some food, and the the donuts that you sent us, Obi, yep. she wasn't listening. She's been starting to like try just to run off like on the sidewalks and isn't listening. And uh, so we told her like you can't have any because you were doing this. And as Tanya's telling, she's like, "Mommy, I like your pants." Yeah, this like, is a smart little devil. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, hey, clean your room. 
Are, have you been working out, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that does not happen. Oza insults oh, yeah. me all the time. All the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. All the time. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. I don't. I almost broke, though. Oh, he sucker. What did Sailor do? Uh, no, I, Sailor, I did, I Sailor did that when she was younger. Now the only thing she talks about is butts, buttholes, butt cheeks. That's it. <laughs> Everything is a, is a butt. She calls me Mr. Butt. Yeah. Everything I'm not a, a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, no one is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Does she do it in public a lot? <laughs> yeah, and that, like that's like the only time I'm like, hey, it's it's it is funny sometimes, but like keep that keep that at home. Like I don't need you. Does she giggle at you when you say? Does she giggle at you when you're like, don't do that? But if we're at home, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> No, she like started giving me like these weird little eyes. Like she was talking to her, uh, my sister's kids, her little cousins who were, uh, like a, a year, a year younger. And I was like, sailor, come on, like, stop talking like that. Like, I don't need your cousins to start repeating that as well. And, you know, I don't need a phone call from my sister being like, why are my kids just talking about butts and buttholes? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Fully knowing it's, that's my kid. Um, but like, after I told her, I was like, Hey, chill, don't talk like that. She literally like rolled her eyes at me. And while she's talking to her, cause she's like, Oh, my dad's just like giving me the death stare. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what? Oh man. One, I didn't give you any type of death stare. I just like looked up and I'm like, we just talked about this. I just asked you. Yeah. It's not a death stare. It's like, don't be dumb. Just don't be dumb. <laughs> hey man, she's her, she's her own woman now. She's her own woman. She's Ugh. grown into herself, and you know it's uh, it's, it's, it's what's what it's. Well, then it's she needs happens, to get she needs to get a job. Yeah. She needs to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> get a paper route. Yeah. yeah, she needs to go out there and make seventy five cents on the dollar <laughs> asap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could just go start That's like so... you know ringing everyone's doorbells at six a.m. <laughs> Speaking of women. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 75 cents on the dollar, it is still Women's History Month, and I think it only right to uh, give a little tribute to our mamas um, and, and some of the Love you, Mom. other women in history that, you know, the badass women in history that have come before. Uh, I'll jump into it. Okay. Actually, no, Obi, you go first. You want me to go yeah, first? You go okay. First. Um, give us the two, your mom and then... Well, I love my mama. My mama did a great job raising me. I know that because I'm alive and I feel like I got a good head on my shoulders. I got it from somewhere. And if you might say, I got it from my mama. Um, So (laughs) big shout out to Patricia Alura. She did a great job. I love her to death. I actually recently called my mom and just sent her a beautiful, uh, left her a beautiful message. And I sent her a text as well. Hey, check your voicemail. Just saying like, I appreciate you. Now that I'm a dad, I get it. Anything I've ever said, I apologize. Like, I can't believe that you had three kids, worked two jobs, and we all ended up normal, well, somewhat normal. So, like, I just kinda. gave a big up to my yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah. Take it up with my mom's Zan. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I want to highlight three women for Women's History Month: um, Alicia, Patrice, and Opal. If you guys don't know those names, Google them and. Make sure they burn into your skull. These are the three famous, 
I wouldn't say famous, but fabulous women that started a political movement back in 2014 after the murder of Trayvon Martin uh, at the hands of George Zimmerman called Black Lives Matter. These three women have brought back into the fold the civil rights movement, which was left uh, incomplete. They have a conversation that has started and has grown and sparked peaceful protests all over America. And without these women, I don't know if people will be as quote unquote woke as they need to be at this moment. So my hat's off to these three beautiful women. I appreciate you. And the world is not the same without you. That makes it sound like they're dead, but they're not. I really appreciate them. Uh, Mitch, do you have any women you want to shout out? Yeah. You only had three. I got four. Um, we're going to go with, yeah. Uh huh. It's it's real. (laughs) We're going to go with Sophia Blanche. Rose and Dorothy, the Golden Girls. <laughs> oh, <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no, but I'll give a shout out to uh, you know you know who I do love is uh, you know Betty White. She's just she's too funny in all of her movies, and like at her age that she's still going and kicking, and you know she does a lot of good things for her community, and. Yeah, I can appreciate her. I, you know, there's she's a endless there's there's endless women, you know. I'm appreciative for all of them to be honest, you know, my wife, my daughter. It, the list goes on. My mother, my sisters. So, friends, it's the list is endless and, you know, without you there's no us. So, hey, I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Zan, do you got any women you want to highlight? I mean, going off what Mitch was saying, all the women in my life uh, are are boss ladies, and uh, they're just bosses, boss ladies, just bosses, you know, boss ladies, boss <laughs> ladies. Uh, but yeah, I want to highlight like my mom. You know, she came from a little island in the Caribbean and just worked Boop. her ass off. And yeah, I look up to her so much, and it's it's what she has accomplished and what she's done, and um. It's just, it's kind of like the American dream, um, or her own version. And yeah, it's just, we're going through, we're like our family's going through some shit right now. And, um, she's just like a solid, a solid rock to it. And, uh, I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and going to some other people back in the day that, uh, you know, like any red blooded American who hates Nazis, <laughs> have you heard of the night witches, the night yeah. witches? The Night Witches. The Night Witches sounds like a Star Wars movie. Who are the Night it, Witches? It they does. Were burned it does. in Salem. <laughs> <laughs> so no, the Night were, Witches. Were they women are... that could do math? <laughs> <laughs> she can read. That's funny. <laughs> Burn them. Um, so the Night Witches are what the Nazis called this all-female Russian fighter pilots who bombed the hell out of them uh, under the cloak of night. Like what? The, what they would do is um, they would turn their uh, their engines to idle, so they would coast in on the wind, and then run these night missions and just bomb them. Uh, and it's pretty awesome. And so back in that time, there were no female pilots. Uh, and Major Marina Ras- Raskova, she knew Stalin and got permission to form like female combat units. And uh, yeah, so that's what they did. They wreaked havoc on on German shoulder soldiers and it sounded like 
the plane sounded like broomsticks as they would come in before the bombing and they started calling them night witches. Uh, so yeah, there's some badass women and many, many more. That's pretty, so, that's pretty impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't bad. I mean, oh. Women been dropping bombs on my whole life. I yeah. It went back that far. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, but, um, before we move on, uh, guys to our main topic where we were talking about labels and how, uh, labels affect our children, what labels we put on our kids. I want to highlight one more woman for all of you. I want to highlight um, a woman that looks like something out of Guardians of the Galaxy on one of the off planets. A woman so vile, a woman so vile that I believe when you see a picture of her, it looks like her hair is actually running away from her face. I'm talking about the famous Sydney Powell. And if you do not know her, Google her. And I guarantee your computer screen will break. Sydney Powell was one of Trump's former lawyers. Um, I believe after three to four weeks of her on her little misinformation campaign that even the Trump campaign tried to distance herself, but that's not why I'm highlighting Sidney Powell right now. I'm highlighting Sidney Powell because since the election for like the last three and a half months, this woman has been on a relentless tour trying to discredit the election. And she's been specifically targeting dominion and these companies that had nothing to fucking do with the election trying to overturn it spreading all these fucking lies saying that she's gonna be dropping the kraken of information to disprove that a most secure election in american history was fraudulent and donald trump is actually the president this piece of shit this woman if i may say this coont she is getting sued for 1.5 billion and ladies and gentlemen you won't believe what she says we call it the Fox, do, uh, Fox News defense here. She's saying that no reasonable person would think I was telling the truth. I knew it was a lie. I knew it was false. I knew it had no background. But nobody would really believe that. Sidney Powell wasted resources. Sidney Powell caused an insurrection. She got people hurt. She got people killed. She did major damage to our democratic institutions. And just because she gets sued for a little, a little billion, she's just like, oh, you know what? I was lying. What Is a piece her of Fox? garbage. Fox got sued for one point. Oh, Fox got sued. Oh, no. Fox got sued. Giuliani she got sued. Did too? Okay. Sydney Powell was uh, added. She's a, she's Good. a garbage person. Like, Sydney Powell. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, in my personal opinion, for you to spread that type of nonsense and then for obviously what happened on January 6th, the repercussions from what you had been stating and, and yes, people dying, there should, it shouldn't just be, hey, you're going to get hit with your, by your bank account. No, no, that's, that's some total, total bullshit. And I, it was funny that you brought up like, you know, the, it's like the Fox, uh, you know, their, their reasoning behind anything that goes back. Fox defense. Um, like while I was watching it, and that's exactly what I was going to say is like, so I was watching it and I was watching it on YouTube, like her speech. And I forget exactly who was like doing the coverage. It wasn't a a major, um, it wasn't like CNN or anything like that, but I'm like, Holy Uh shit. Like, and I go to like, start commenting on YouTube. This is exactly what fucking Tucker Carlson did and a judge agreed with it. And then literally like two seconds later or 15 seconds later, they go, 
this is exactly like, and then they brought it up and I'm like, okay, so I'm not fucking just crazy. And it's, it's just, so, it's just so fucking ridiculous that that can even like one, you're an attorney and you're getting in front of millions and millions of people and you're just making up this bullshit. And like I said, you know, maybe it'd be one thing if the whole, uh, storm in the Capitol didn't happen, but you know, there were some serious things that happened after with all of her, you know, false allegations of what was going on and if she wasn't like if she wasn't as high as she is then she'd be you know anyone else would be fucking screwed so it's It's true yeah i quick question quick question sorry does does anyone know who like who appointed that judge that made that ruling with tucker carlson i I just it just popped into my head like i'm i'm curious where that person leans i know they're all supposed to follow the law it's probably a bush judge or an obama judge it really doesn't it honestly doesn't really matter you don't think so no i think it doesn't play i really don't it shouldn't it it shouldn't it shouldn't fucking matter of course it shouldn't there are a lot of things that should not matter but as we see when humans are involved uh you know like I, I remember up. the big fight was for Fox to lose its name as Fox News and it would just be Fox Entertainment. And they've been fighting that for years. Interesting. Well, she's terrible and I don't want to talk about terrible things. I want to talk about things that make me happy. I want to talk about our kids and a specific topic. I want to get into labels. Uh, I want to talk about the effects that labels can have on our kids and how they view themselves the ways labels can harm or help children, and even how positive labels can create the worst kind of people. You know those people? Some, uh, some of the people are on this podcast. <laughs> We're also going to talk about the different methods that we can use to free up kids' labels while encouraging positive self-image. So stick with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with labels on Papa Don't Preach. gentlemen welcome back to papa don't preach thanks for sticking around today we are talking labels i'm here with my boy zan i'm here with my boy mitch i am not gonna greet the gucci line (laughs) i'm not gonna read the gucci line for those of you uh, for those at home who are wondering i was supposed to say we are back talking about labels and i don't mean gucci and i decided to veto that and not put you guys through it Give a shout out to our <laughs> our producer, Blaine Pio. But you guys, before we get into all these... I'm Blaine Pio. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what happens when I say Blaine Pierre. <laughs> I'm Blaine Pio. <laughs> okay, guys, before we get ri- crazy into it, um, I know that personality, I know that personally I have been labeled as a child. My personality has been labeled. I have always been labeled as Throughout your a disruptor. Life. <laughs> Well, okay. 
piece of shit. That's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. <laughs> that's, that's what was, I'm serious. That's what I was labeled as. I was labeled as a disruption. Every single report card I had, Obi is disruptive. It. Obi is disruptive. That's all it was. You know, um, one of the most relatable things I've ever seen. I forgot the movie. It's a Kevin Hart movie where he has to go back to school. I don't know if you guys remember. Night school, bro. Night school. Night school. And there's a scene in night school that Mm -hmm. I can relate with. And you know when uh, they're like, hey, man, you can't even read. And he just starts ripping into this kid about a ponytail. And like, like he just uses his comedy to overcome the fact that he's kind of an idiot. (laughs) You know, if I didn't know something, I made a joke about it. That's just what it was. But I was labeled as a disruption. And it was from a very, very young age. And it kind of fucked me up. It kind of sent me down a path where I knew I came in with a label. Like it's, it's a disturbing thing to walk into a classroom and a teacher go, Oh, I know who you are. You know, like they, they've already put some type of label on me, but I want to go deeper than that. But uh, Zan, have you ever been labeled as a child that you remember? Is there anything that you've been called or told about your personality that's followed you into adulthood? Uh, Yeah. Shy. I've been labeled shy for growing up and I'm trying to remember when that kind of started um, because there are videos of me younger, just like dancing and going nuts with, you know, family and friends and strangers. Um, yeah. So I don't remember when, but yeah, shy. And it's, I, I definitely, I feel like I have embodied that um, throughout my life. See, um, when you were younger, do you remember like, accepting the fact that you were shy is like a way of not talking to anybody or uh participating maybe i i don't remember maybe yeah i'm like just kind of so if you were if you were so charismatic as a kid what changed are you, are you suggesting some some type of trauma that yeah, happened did, I, did, I don't know I no, don't no, 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 no 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 i wasn't getting into be like so tell I don't, me I don't, about I, when your parents both used to beat you. Um, no. <laughs> when they put on boxing gloves. They're, they're not authoritarian. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, no, I'm saying like, did you like, was it at some point in your life where you became shy due, due to something like a, afraid of what someone may think of you to, to where you became shy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't recall. Um, maybe I have to do some deeper diving into it but yeah i I don't recall but um i I mean i would say i'm generally like an introvert uh you know when i'm with friends and all like i definitely let loose and open up a lot but initially i'm i'm more on the quiet side um i haven't seen that shit the quiet side yeah well i I feel very (laughs) i feel very comfortable with you i guess did tanya get you one of these looks like quiet No. Uh, well, Mitch, Mitch. Okay, so what about you? Uh, labels, fat, idiot. <laughs> Not from your parents, from like outside. <laughs> God damn! You got. I'm glad people. Uh, I'm. I'm glad our audience gets to see this. The real Zan. <laughs> Just a complete bully dick, like the shy dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, bro! 
I didn't know this was a noi fight. <laughs> uh, oh, so he talks about he was talks about you know, oh, okay. oh, don't be my parents beating me up, and I can, I can, I can, I can. Don't bring up the past. That was a long time ago. I said. All right, all right okay. Stop. Bring, okay. Stop living in the past. Like uh, two no. minutes ago. Uh, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, the past is the past. I live my I live my life a quarter mile at a time, bro. <laughs> Um, it reminds me of Rafiki. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. It was in the past. Sorry, we're wasting time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, no real, like, I can't, no, I can't really think, like, yeah, besides, like, fat fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, I use, I use being a bigger kid when I was younger, uh, like, to be, like, just, like, a funny kid. Uh. To just do, just to do dumb shit. Like, that was, like... Oh, he, 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 he'll do something stupid. <laughs> like just, uh, you know, that, that, that was that, that's what it was as a, like as a child. Hmm. You know, that, that was, that was my life. I, I can't say there was yeah. like a, oh, shy. <clears throat> I'm shy. I, I am shy unless I'm surrounded by people I, I know and love. I'm definitely not shy. All right. Well, Mitch, you know, I'm, I'm glad you've worked through it, but, uh, somewhat uh but beyond personal labels are there any labels that have been put on sailor like according to obi sailor uh, is a bully but has anyone else other than obi said that she's mean she's a, she's a bully she, she's a bully to him because the man is afraid of things that are no longer on this planet if you don't think jurassic park Just was a third. horror film you're smoking crack <laughs> Oh, I agree with you on that. Light up. <laughs> that Jurassic Park's a horror film? Anyway, you're talking about your daughter, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's a, no, uh, on labels. Unfortunately, you know, she's not in school. Her first year that would have been in school ha has been online. So she hasn't had to experience anything like that. Uh, the only thing she experienced is possibly the labels that Amanda and I would have put on her you know calling like you know being like oh you're my little princess when you're so cute and everything like that you know that's that's been like about the only real label that she's ever had and you know always reminding her you know how beautiful she is because she's i got a damn good looking like that my kid is just a beautiful human being so uh but yeah i feel I, it's terrible that she hasn't been able to be in school and interact with other kids besides like how we're doing right now just over the computer and so she hasn't had to experience that yet I, I don't know how kids will act when they are all back in school you know we've seen yeah all the great no, things I hear that, that for sure. since we've all been on lockdown <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, what do you got to say to that is it like well I have a question for you Mitch like when you say that your daughter, like, you know, there's labels you put on your daughter. Now, besides, you know, princess and you're the best, here's a two, uh, two part question. Do you think, you know, gassing her up all the time might kind of lead to an ego now that she's not in school and she doesn't get that dose of reality? Or do you feel like you need to do this because she doesn't have any other outside perspective on who she is? Not a easy thing to answer, but uh, for your first question, no, because when she's acting like a shithead, I shut that shit down. There ain't no princess when when you're acting like that. Nope, <laughs> not, not, nope. 
you're the devil now. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a, a subtle label. So it's, hey, pr- <laughs> let's be honest. You know, we only got a few princesses in uh, the world these days. So, you know, <laughs> that's a pretty high honor. And when she's acting like a little shit, I'm going to give her the lowest of, of honors. Like, <laughs> like she's acting like a, sh- a shit. You're a shit. <laughs> but uh so to that part no I, I i don't think that's the way you know i shut that shit down so i call it how i see it uh you know when she's when she's good she's the cutest thing in the world when she's not oh my god i'm, I'm scared all right i live in a house with i live in a house with all women it's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> well you know your place even my pets all my pets. <laughs> <laughs> but continue, please. I mean, going from there. So when, you know, she is not acting properly and you do reprimand her, are you guys, lab- are you commenting on the behavior? That's what I'm trying to do. And everything that I've been reading is, is like, you know, labeling kids hurts them, even positive ones if you do it so much. And what we should be doing is label the action and the behavior instead of the child, you know? Um, well, yeah, which, I agree with that. That makes sense. I agree with that. Cause I know that, um, in my family, like within my family, I was known as the lazy one. Like mm-hmm. my family would be like, Oh yeah. Don't ask Obi. He's lazy. And that's something I've kind of or created <laughs> or a mad genius. <laughs> um, no, but you. <laughs> That was like, you know, being a troublemaker, being a disruptive kid, being outgoing, uh, being lazy, being stubborn. There's all these labels. I, like, I, you know, everybody in this podcast already knows, you know, I came from a different background and that just wasn't something that was in the foresight when it came to raising children, especially nobody could have foreseen us having Facebook and Instagram and all this shit. But you know, I remember me wearing the lazy badge of honor. And when people would call me lazy, I would just kind of turn it around and say, yeah, because I work so hard. I got time to be lazy. Uh-uh. But that's how that's how it was, because, you know, mm-hmm. my brother was the oldest. My sister was the youngest. So anything my brother did, you know, was just like, this is my firstborn. This was amazing. Anything my sister did, it was amazing because she was the little girl and she was the youngest in the family. But anything Obi did, it was just kind of like, you're supposed to do that. You're a goddamn kid. You know, like, <laughs> I, I never got Middle child. Credit. Middle child. There's a, a whole lot of issues that follow it. We'll get into that in another pod. <laughs> but, uh, Middle child. But, like, I want to, I kind of want to switch the conversation to something that kind of applies to all of us. Um, I want to put this down into two sections introverts and extroverts. And I want to dive in to how we push those labels onto toddlers and how we can stop ourselves from doing it, how to, ner- uh, how to address children that have different personalities. Because if I were speaking on my, on my, uh, about my son, my son can be quiet at times, but most of the time he's really energetic and loves new people, wants to show everybody around. I've seen him grab the hand of a perfect stranger. I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> but, you know, I've I've heard parents say like, oh, no, he's an introvert, like, you know, give him some time. And I'll be like, motherfucker is 
three years old. How do you know he's an introvert? <laughs> like, <laughs> how is that? How, how did we figure that out already? He's been talking for six months. Just learned how to walk. He hates everyone. everyone. I mean, one thing that, that we have at our hands now that, you know, our parents, I don't think have had as much of was, you know, research and um, I guess just research. And like, so with Isabella, she is kind of more on the introverted side, at least with uh, when engaging with new people. Um, out here, she's, you know, running around wild, singing, dancing, all of that. And with also just, you know, people that she's, you know, comfortable with and she knows, but she will not go up and grab a, a stranger's hand and, <laughs> and hold their hand and, and do that. And she doesn't like it when, well, at the moment, she doesn't like it when kids will run up to her on the playground and are like, give her a bunch of attention or want to play with her and are kind of in her face. Um, and she kind of che- checks the boxes um, for, you know, what an introvert would be, you know, one thing that I think is important to mention is like, you know, kids, especially all of, I mean, all of our kids, you know, they're, they're in process still, they're still, they're taking in information about themselves every day. Um, and Obe, I believe you mentioned this is like, they're not born with the self, like a self image of themselves, whether positive or negative. And they look to us to, you know, to understand that. And, and we start labeling them as, you know, introvert or extrovert or, you know, bad or stubborn or lazy, you know, that sticks with them. And like, the more you hear these things, the more they're like, okay, well, this is me. This is how I am. And so one thing that we've been doing to try to, um, you know, go away from the saying she's shy is just not saying she's shy or uh, not saying she's an introvert, but trying to help push her in ways to, to step out a little bit more and have be comfortable and engage with people. Um, and if someone goes to say she's shy, we're like, no, sometimes she just, you know, takes a minute to warm up. Um, but that's, that's a better be- way of saying it. That's a better way of saying it. Yeah. And we work to have her. Have a- well, one second we have her, like, if she doesn't say like hi right away, we at least have her like wave or, you know, have her engage and show that that's something that she does. You know, she needs to do. What were you going to say, Mitch? I was just going to ask, like, do you think, it, it, you know, and that's like, you know, whatever you talk, whenever you like talk about it, you're automatically putting like a label on it. So you're like, oh, you know, it, do you think she's shy now, possibly because of the pandemic and she's at such a different, like a, a, a everything is so new to her. And, you know, while she started walking and going like, I don't know, has anything, do you think the pandemic has anything to do with that? Because I think it would with Sailor if she was more isolated, you know, at the age of your, of your daughter. A hundred percent. I think it, it, it did play a role. Um, I think like we tried to have her, we still do like have her like have play dates and, and see people, but the pandemic really, you know, threw everything around. I think also for us, for our, um, we were a little bit maybe more nervous or, uh, when she was younger, I mean, she's still two and a half, but like super young. And I think she like kids pick up on our energy. Um, and I think she mm-hmm. might've picked up on that. some. and so, um, you know what, Zan, I think I kind of agree with you there. Cause one thing that I would bring up is I would say you guys, you and Tanya as parents are more of on the chill side of the spectrum. <clears throat> you know, you're, well, you're that- both, I think that you're both more cautious of who you let you into your circle. And 
we know so little about what type, what parts of our personality pass in genetics. Like we, we still don't know a lot about it, but I had, you know, I have a, I have a COVID baby and my kid grew up in isolation as well. And I'm not sure if he was picking up on his mother's energy or my energy, but he's just always been an outgoing kid. I don't know why. I, I, I caught him this morning. I caught him this morning. He knows when my ring chime goes off. I caught the mailman came, put something in the mailbox, the ring chime went off, and he pushed his table over to the door to tie to unlock it. This dude was trying to <laughs> let a stranger in the house. Just like it's, it drives him on. <laughs> yeah, this is my dad. This is his safe. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's very, it's very, very interesting. Like, I, I, I know the, you know, I would know the negative side of labeling a kid, but do you guys see benefits of putting certain labels on your children? I mean, can you think? I can't think of one. I'm like specific i mean they're saying like you know you're a hard worker or you're um uh not not necessarily hard worker but you're um i don't know if it's diligent diligent dedicated like you know kids right now they get frustrated you know if they don't get something right away and they want to just like you know throw it away throw it off the table and go on to something else um i think it i don't know if it's just giving them positive labels because i feel like if i feel like there's a balance you know so one thing that i've noticed is we didn't grow up where we could take photos and see them right away and so when you're saying oh you know you're so beautiful that's a you know that's a great uh photo i'm noticing like isabella like really playing playing up to that now and i'm a little worried of like of her always wanting to see these photos of ourselves or photos like instantly and what impact that has on herself uh growing up i don't want to just i don't want to be a little shit (laughs) yeah i mean i think what i'm trying to say i get what you're trying to say and i think you should pump the brakes on that like two things one one i and mitch i want you to i actually want you to uh build off this if you will but one thing is like having somebody comfortable with how they look being comfortable of what they're doing and how they're doing it i think that there is for as much as we want to shit on cameras and screen time there are benefits of that there are benefits of having a healthy self-image at a very young age and you know 100 i mean you 100 percent. i'm not knocking that i just think it's i think with everything there there's a balance a balance with them and right now they're figuring out what they can get away with what they can't what they're gonna get you know punished for or not and um <laughs> but yeah it's just it's like you, it's a dance. it doesn't it doesn't matter what you do and if your daughter ends up hearing this in the future i apologize but at some point she's gonna be 13 and she's gonna bring some of her whole ass friends back to her, your house and they're gonna be upstairs taking pictures of themselves and trying to act cute that's just uh, upstage they're gonna we go be, through we will we'll be kicking those ass friends out of the house um but one thing like, like we're, very- we're talking we're talking but like we're talking like it's human nature like that's the it, human nature is to figure out like 
what can I get away with? That's there's a reason why we have laws and everything. Yeah, no, it's I mean, what I, can I, I get, get away with until there until there are consequences. So you, you're never you're never gonna stop that. You're never gonna you you, you can't. It's, it's it's in our DNA, man. Look, I just look at yeah. it. It's, it. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It, unfortunately. And... Right, but then when, but how we how we approach and how we deal with it, and going back to labels, it's like we, you know, from I guess the research is saying that like what's best is not to label them the individual, but what they're doing, and going back to what you're saying like giving positive labels, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reminding them of their accomplishments is important, and uh, I'm not sure if we did touch about touch on this earlier, but. Um, like complimenting them or uh, w- not directly, but when they're in earshot, so, do you hear, you know what I mean? Yeah. Has, I, plays a good role. So Zan, I'm wondering, so I want to ask what you do with your daughter here because um, having, I haven't done like, that yet. I've, I've, tr- I've tried, <laughs> an, I, I have an approach with just like, you know, learn what you lived, like the, whatever experience you're going to go through is what you're going to learn from just because that's how I was raised. And I try Mm -hmm. not to baby my son too much. And I want to know, like, I realized I was doing this, but I would gas my kid up with, for everything he does. I'm like, what's this? He's like, leaf. I'm like, yeah. Woo. You know, I like got a little confetti popper high five. Yeah. That's a leaf. You go, boy. Tell them haters they fucking can suck it. Leave. You know, I, I <laughs> leave. And like, I do that with everything. So I'm like, yo, Ozo, go throw this in the trash. He throws it in the trash. And now it's like he's he picks up something. He's finished with some crackers. And he's like, daddy. And I'm like, go in the trash. He throws it in the trash. And he comes running back to me with his hand held high, ready for a high five. And sometimes I'm not even prepared for it. And I see him running to me. I'm like, oh, shit, you threw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, high five. <laughs> you know, like, and we just do that. And, you know, I'm wondering if I'm going down the wrong path here and making sure, make like, if I'm going to have a reverse effect where this kid thinks everything he does is awesome. I, I So, Zan, like, I want right. to know, <laughs> um, I, I want to know, like, what you're doing with Izzy. And then my next question is going to be for you, Mitch, but go ahead, Zan. Yeah, so that is a concern that we've had also, and what we've, what we're doing is for things that she should be learning or doing um, that aren't, you know, uh, uh, outrageous or you know, out of the norm. We we don't really treat it as anything other than like, okay, yeah, you do, yeah, this goes in the trash. You got to do this um, and kind of just move on with it. Right now, we're definitely because we're working on potty training. Um, mm-hmm. We're definitely celebrating every time she drops a deuce in her potty, and there's a, there's a big celebration for that. Um, on the re- on the on the other end, like if she has an accident, we just say, "Oh, you had an accident," and nothing else from there. So it's going back onto just the positive reinforcement. Um, yeah, I think you know we don't want them just thinking like everything they do is just like amazing thing. Um, Show stopping, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so, and I think it can go back to like 
when she's at the age, like we're working on cleaning stuff up right now. And you know, that's, it's good on some days and not good on others, but it's just like, this is what you do. This is part of what you do. You're a big girl. Now you're getting bigger and we're doing these things. And you know, um, we try not to make a, a big deal out of it. Um, but I mean, I, I definitely get what you're, what you're saying. We were, we were, we had to like check ourselves a little bit, but again, she's like only two and a half too. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, so Mitch, my question to you was you have the oldest child here out of all of us. Uh, hopefully some of our listeners know that already, or they're not paying attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> so have you, no- have you noticed, have you, have you ever noticed her internalizing a way that you guys perceive her? Like, have you ever seen her trying to like overcompensate or be the life of the party? Because that's, like sometimes when I've seen her, I've only seen her kind of calm once, like via Zoom, and it was it was like ready for bed. But I've seen her like go up to you and be like, "Hey, Daddy, I want to watch." And then she notices the cameras on. She's like, "Hey, butthead, woo, what's up? Yeah, you're here here at KPBLA with Sailor. <laughs> I've seen it. She got she. That's she is just like me when like a like when I was a kid like gotta be the life of the party i got it's weird to think about like when you when you like me thinking about me when i was younger and then like thinking about like who she is as a individual so it's we're completely different but so much the same like me i was probably like you know being a bigger kid yeah, bigger is an understatement like i was ha- <laughs> obese <laughs> I believe uh, the medical term is obese. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, when I was younger and that like that happening, you know, I made it a point to be the funny one. So that like any type of label, most like like a hurt, like a hurtful one couldn't come back at me. And I always had it it didn't matter what someone would say to me. Like they couldn't say something to me that would actually hurt my feelings because I had disses for days. (laughs) Like, like. I'd just burn you right back and that, and, and I would take it probably to a spot. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have said that, <laughs> but you know what? Just crush them. Crush let's, their souls. Let's, let's just, let's just, yeah, let's just te- test the boundaries real quick. Um, but with her, yeah, she is, she's very much life of the party like me, but she does have her conservative part. I mean, she's, she, she is identical to myself and Amanda. Amanda is, you know, when she meets p- new people, she's the girl lady doesn't talk me. If I'm meeting someone like in a public area, I'm still going to have a conversation. I don't really care, but I, I'm sort of listening. I sort of, you know? sort of <laughs> chiming in, sort of chiming in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I have no problem with that. So, but like that, that is who sailor is. Well, like when she, like I said, if she jumps in front of a camera, she tries to be like, <laughs> cause she, little shit's funny man she's funny she's got she got jokes and so i gotta get her props on it but you know now it's like when you guys were speaking like the celebrations of the little things we we did that as well now that she is older and you know being six years old those celebrations have obviously stopped and now the like the things that we asked her to do we expect her to Mm -hmm. do so it's it's gone to that route but you know when the little things when like I said, when she was two, two and a half, three, those celebrations always came. Now, when 
it's not a big deal. But if she were to fuss about like, Hey, can you go put, can you put your stuff away? And when there's an argument over that, you know, that's like a, I expect you to do this. There's, there is no celebration. This isn't a punishment. You just, you just left it here. Let's put it away. That's that, that is what we do. End of story. There is no, and if she puts it away, there's no, Hey, all right. It's like, listen, we just argued for 20 minutes about you putting away three things that you can easily carry. It could have been done 19 minutes and 45 seconds ago, but you choose to, you chose to whine about it. And so there, there is no like, yeah, good job. You did it. It's like, <laughs> the fuck took you so long? Like, right. You know how much time you just wasted? You know that like, yeah. there's no, there's no making, there's no making sense to her and, and, and those like little times. So yeah, I just, I, we expect her to do things now. There isn't, it's what you should do. You should know that by now. Okay. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's a bad thing for you to, for either one of you to think like, Oh, at any point that you have given that positive. Cause I, like I said, we're all, we're all humans. We're all learning day to day and all of our kids are going to grow up different. Any Like there's no, you know, set rule to any of this. Obviously. Yeah. That's we're all true. good people. And our kid and our kid and our kids are, we're going to make sure that we have good people like that. They're going to be, good I, I don't know about so all that. I'm pretty sure I saw sailor storm in the Capitol, but we'll get to that in the next episode. <laughs> she was the Viking. <laughs> um, well, I guess uh, my last question before we move on, my last question to the both of you, Zan, um, I know I've dealt with this before and I nipped it in the butt right away. When I have other people trying to put labels on my kid and, you know, I remember when Ozo first started daycare, one of the things that he was labeled as was wild. There was like, oh, he's a wild baby. Like he's wild. Like what he's a, wild. What a, and, well, what, is that a label though? Well, or is, is that like, just like, such a, as a daycare provider, like, what are you doing? Well, like, like you know, I, <laughs> I, I don't got Zuckerberg but money. I'm paying like fifty dollars at the health clinic across the <laughs> no, street. I, so I got yeah. I, I know. I understand. <laughs> but no, but like I look. Listen, um, not everybody. Like all kids are different. I understand that. And like the first time I heard it, you know, I obviously was just like, "What do you mean wild?" They're just like, "Oh, you know, he's always jump." Like I would leave, he'd start crying. He would start crying. But then you know he's pulling all the toys out and handing other kids toys. And he's like jumping on tables and they like, didn't know how to deal with that because like revolution. What I, what I kind of, what I have deduced in my, (laughs) we're going to the capital. It's a revolution. But yeah, one of the things that I figured out is that, you know, I lived in a very, very like, 80, 85 to 90% Hispanic community up in Boyle Heights. Like, and Ozo was the only black kid in his class. And he's one of the two that weren't Hispanic. And all these kids had brothers and sisters. Every single one of them had brothers and sisters. Some of them in that actual school and other classrooms. Ozo is an only child. So I actually saw him embrace the fact that he was with other kids at a very, very young age while these other kids always grew up with other kids in the house. And that's why he acted out all the time. Mm -hmm. And something like that should be noticed, nurtured, controlled. But it, in my head, it kind of bothered me that they labeled him as a wild kid because he was doing something else. Other kids weren't doing. And I'm wondering 
Zan, have you had anybody come up to your daughter and put their own perspective on her and you just kind of give them a side eye like, hmm, cool, I'll stab you when you leave? <laughs> I'm throwing side eyes all the time. No, um, yeah, that's <laughs> happened so many times where, you know, we try to have her say hi to someone in the past and then they was, Oh, she's shy. Oh, she, Oh, you're, are you shy? Are you shy? And, um, you know, initially we, we would say, Oh, she's a little shy. And then we started, you know, looking into this and, you know, realize like, you know, no, don't do that because she'll start to take that on. And then she'll start to think, okay, I'm shy. This is how I am. This is who I am. This is what I do. I'm um, shy. Right. And so what we've started to do is we say, you know, she's sometimes slow to warm up to people, um, to Mm -hmm. new people and in new situations. It takes a second. Um, We what we've been doing to help her is uh, letting her, you know, uh, giving her heads up of what's going on. If someone's going to come over, if we're going to go somewhere, if she's going to meet someone new, we like we let her know, like even like throughout the day or even the day before of like this is what's going on. Um, and we try, like I mentioned before, we try to have her engage in another way of, you know, waving or showing if she has a toy, like showing them what the toy is. And, you know, once she's comfortable, she's dancing with you and wanting to interact. Um, but yeah, it's, I think just culturally, we're all just so used to labeling people or saying like, oh, this person's an extrovert. This person's an introvert. You're shy, you're stubborn, all, all of these things. And to where it's just second nature and we have to reteach ourselves not to do that. So, you know, any conversation Tanya and I are having about like things that we should be working on with her or things that we're noticing, we're not having those conversations when she's around and uh-huh. we're looking into how to, you know, how to help her with it. One, one quick thing before uh, Mitch jumps in, I was, I was looking at some tips to have like to how to help your kids with their self image. Yeah. Um, and one thing I mentioned already was, you know, overhearing, having them overhear you say something positive about them. Uh, I mentioned that already, but also modeling the behavior you'd like to see. So really like, um, Ooh, that's being be hard the, for me. Yeah. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> being the example. Right. <laughs> um, and it's, it, all of this just takes a conscious effort and it's really, it's like, it's, I feel like we always have to pause for it's a, a lot of work. It's a, oh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, no one said it was going to be this hard. Not, <laughs> you know? Yeah, have a um, kid. They said have kids. <laughs> have kids. They said it's they're great. They said <laughs> right. just jump on it's it. A mental fuck. <laughs> um, there are two more. One of them is also like being a storehouse for your child's special moments. So reminding them of when you know they've done something of where maybe something was hard before, but then. You know, now it's really easy. Like I'm trying, we're trying to do that where like with scootering, like she's great at scootering now and reminding her like, yeah, I remember how, when it was really hard for you and now you're great. That's the same thing with this balance bike right now. It's a little tough, but you're going to get it as we practice more and, um, and, and whatnot. And then also the, the last thing that I saw was state, uh, stating our, your feelings or ex- expectations with them. Um, like with cleaning up, like I expect you to clean up after yourself. Like we all clean up after ourselves. This is what we do as a family and, and, and yada, yada. And there's a lot of other skill, you know, things to, to, that can help. But yeah, mm-hmm. so labeling, we, you know, people, people are always ready to come up in the, and say what they think your child is. <laughs> That's my number one advice to all parents out there. When somebody comes up to you and tell you what they think of your kid or what you should be doing, just do me a favor. Take your right index finger, hold it about 
five to six inches away from your nose in front of their face and say, hold up. I don't need to hear it. And then slowly move your what fingers you down said? while maintaining eye contact to let them know they're entering in this awkward moment. And if they ever, ever want to avoid this awkward moment again, don't talk about my motherfucking child. But yeah, Mitch, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, just like a mat, like as humans, like, okay, as an adult, and then you, we have our kids, right? So even as a kid, it doesn't matter. We also, ha they have emotions. They most likely, you know, and they don't have the vocabulary a lot of the times yet to fully express the way they're feeling. So as an adult, if you're sitting there doing something you enjoy and someone else just came running up and like in your face and asking you all this shit that you don't know, as an adult, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck's going on right now? And then someone like what their grandparents go, Oh, that guy's really shy. Like, no, you're just, I don't like, it's so it, for like at the park situation, someone's being like, Oh, she's really shy. It's like, I don't fucking know you. Who cares? Like as if someone came running up in my face and started talking to me, I, I, I would come off as shy because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And that's probably what little kids do as well. Yeah, we, we we all think they they're smarter than than we think, and someone gets up in their shit. Why would you be so like, oh hey, what's up? I don't. If you don't know the person, you're not going to actually have the full energy that you would normally have. So, but also like we label literally everything, mm -hmm. everything. I feel like it helps, it helps and it doesn't stop. At no, at no. Yes, it's it's a part of learning, and it's like. You know, when someone calling, I mean, I guess I wouldn't take it the same way Obi did with Ozo with uh, like, if Sailor was called wild, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, chick's got some energy. <laughs> I, I know this. I live with her, <laughs> you know, but, it's, but that's not a problem. Like, okay. If you're, my kids never had to sit still for hours. Yeah. She's just learning how to do this piss the fuck off don't tell me my kid can't pay attention i know she can't pay attention yeah i, I... <laughs> she's too young she's too young to like you can't expect a young child to like even in school like you know sailor's gotten a lot better at school so yeah actually i, I have to take that back like labeling that came from you know her t own teacher who is a great teacher she's good with these kids on these zoom calls and it's the first year that anyone's had to do it but you know just brought up like her attention span like uh you know and just saying this and saying that i'm like oh well i've had plenty of conversations to where she is able to pay attention but she's never had to sit still in her own room surrounded by her own toys for so long yeah that's like i'm killing i'm torturing that's torture to my kid yeah so you're gonna label my kid that she can't pay attention because she can't Fuck, she's surrounded by her own shit she she's not stuck in a classroom that's another thing too that i never thought she can't of. just go grab some other shit like it's nuts. Yeah. I never thought of it like so, that. That's actually very mm -hmm. interesting. Well, talking to you gentlemen always puts a fresh perspective on life and parenting and raising a mentally strong, self-loving kid is always a daily exercise. I would say just like everything in life, there are pros and cons to labeling. We should actually be conscious of what we say to our kids and what we say around our kids. And we should also know that they're kids. They're still in process. Uh, you guys, let's stop right here. I think it's a good conversation. Let's take a break and we'll be right back with Papa's Pulpit. This is Papa Don't Preach. 
we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, you have done it. You've made it to the promised land. This is the end of our podcast in a segment we like to call Papa's Pulpit. You guys know it well. This is a segment where us, me, Zan, Mitch, we all get together and we bring some hot topics, the things that are really rubbing us the wrong way, getting on our lost goddamn nerves, and things that are really just irking us. I'm going to go ahead and take my pulpit and hand it over to my man, Mitch. What's bothering you this week, Mr. Keith? There's 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 a lot that's bothering me. (laughs) Biggest problem is, you know, it's actually two things. One, people not taking responsibility for their actions. Mm -hmm. And the second one is just not admitting when you're wrong. I don't understand why it's so hard for both these things. I don't know what has. I don't I don't want to say like when things changed. I think this has just been a forever thing. Um, But it's it's extremely annoying when. When you're in the wrong, it's okay to say you're wrong. And, you know, I, I can't say that. There's plenty of times I should probably do that as well <laughs> if uh, the wifey and I get an argument. But, so, you know, like, but we're all human. But, um, you know, with her, I got to make sure I'm right. <laughs> with my kid, I will be right. <laughs> Anyone else? Hey, I'll, I'll admit when I'm at fault. <laughs> and... <laughs> but it, it's just it's it it sort of it, it pisses me off a little bit when just just take be take responsibility like I, I feel like that's just been lost for a, a little bit now so yeah the more i think about it the more irritated Uh-oh. i get all right so it just i'd rather Uh-oh. just pass this nice this I, i'm I, I give you the pulpit Obi. All right, thank you <laughs> by all means every, please, please every time take it from him before he starts yelling Every time I every time I get the uh, I get a pulp with you and I hear your voice just start to change and you get angry I'm like all right let's let's cut this off right now <laughs> let's cut this off right now look look I'm a new person I was able to cut myself off there you good. go I like the new and improved me some growth man that's the growth so, all right so I'm gonna go ahead and stretch out a little bit and I'm gonna take this pulpit from you I'm gonna place it right in front of me and I'm gonna put up my monocle I'm gonna rub my finger across my brow and I want to preach a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a new law being brought to the House floor to ban menthol cigarettes. Now, what? Uh, the reason this bothers me is it probably not something that you would have assumed, but there's two sides of this. Menthol cigarettes being banned is dividing the black community, and it shouldn't. And it really bothers me and rubs me the wrong way. There are about 10 million smokers in America. When it comes to black smokers, 85% of them smoke menthol cigarettes. I'm not going to get too crazy into the history, but Cools that used to host the Jazz Festival, Newports, the cooling agent, that was specifically targeted at the black community to get them hooked. This was a health crisis. Getting them off cigarettes should be a no-brainer. But I hear people in the Black Caucus right now who are opposing this House law saying the words of Eric Gardner, I can't breathe. If you go ahead and ban methyl cigarettes, there's going to be a Black market for those cigarettes. Who do you think will be targeted for those menthol cigarettes? I think it's a crazy feeling that I have 
today in 2021 when so many men and women have marched that when something is getting passed for the better health of African-Americans, the only thing that can come to mind is, well, this is going to fuck over black people because motherfuckers are going to over-police them. This is America. You can do whatever the fuck you want. There has been legislation passed to stop marketing to kids, to stop making flavor cigarettes, to stop putting up billboards, to stop advertising in magazines, to stop making commercials. Why do black people love menthol cigarettes? Like Dave Chappelle says, I don't fucking know. The problem is that this should be a good thing. This should be hailed as a good thing. But hearing these men and women on Capitol Hill go to the floor and say a man was choked to death on the curb in front of his friends and family because he was accused of smoking Lucy cigarettes is something that we as a community are scared of. This rubs me the wrong way. This irks me. This is a public health crisis that needs to be rectified. We don't need to be smoking menthol cigarettes. They're way more harmful than regular cigarettes. But for some reason, we are having a fight because everything comes down to the same thing. How will this affect the day-to-day life of African-American people, black Americans in this country? I can go on and on about this all day, guys, but I want to take a second, take a deep breath. I could really use a menthol right now. Anyway, I'm going to pass this over to you, Zan. What's on your mind? What's irking you? Uh, you're, you're a good, uh, good orator. Um, <laughs> a little humor at the end to, 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 move, us, to move us on. Um, yeah, okay, so there are... Bring on the energy! Woo! Ooh, okay, bring, okay, I'm bringing it back. Ah, okay. shit, it's kicking in, guys. It's kicking in. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing we got him through first. Um, yeah. Okay, so listen, like, we're finally making some headway uh, on COVID. Like, America is, I guess, winning in this department um, and getting people vaccines and, 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 you know, and starting to open up. And the second we start opening up, we start we have like two mass shootings that go on, and it's it's it continues to be insane, and in that nothing happens continues to being insa- insane as well. I've talked about gun, the fetish that Americans have for guns before, and I, I just want to touch on like the fact that what happened in Georgia and Colorado, it's insane. In Georgia, the shooter was able to buy the gun the same day he went on his shooting spree. Like the laws are insane in Colorado. The shooter was able to get the gun and this AR 15 would have been illegal to purchase 10 days earlier. Right. If a judge had, uh, hadn't blocked the ruling, like the the judge blocked the ruling and made them, I guess change the law. I'm, I'm screwing up the, the, um, the wording on this, but, uh, it, did he have a criminal? Yeah, and, did he have a yes, criminal record? He was well? on the FBI watch like to where list. he shouldn't even like he was on like a no no fly. He's, I don't know. If, okay. His gun shouldn't even be sold to civilians. <clears throat> it's insane. I had an argument with someone. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was a year or two ago, and they were trying to defend the how an AR fifteen is is no different than other uh, any other semi automatic. 
rifle and I shut him down and I said, is it easier to shoot? Is it easier to put things down range? And is it more mobile? It's more ergonomic to fucking kill things. And he was like, Oh, I'm like, yes. And it's like, my, my thing is this. It's like, if you wanted to get it, be able to get one, there needs to be proper restrictions for people to do it. Different certification. It needs to be so much harder. It, it's, it's just nuts that like, you know, the second we start opening back up again, these crazy fucks go on out and, and, you know, people try to then, since they're white guys doing it, like, oh, it's mental health issues. And it, it, I mean, anyone who goes and does something like this, yes, it's a mental fucking health issue. Anyone that is a terrorist, it is a mental health issue. It, it's, um, it's, um, it, it's just, it's, it's insane. And the fact that people are, you're seeing like ads taken out for gun, um, g- uh, gun rights activists right after these shootings occur. Like, it's 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 insane i i keep getting tripped up on myself because it's the same shit and it's it's nuts and it's uh uh, it's um yeah i'm just i'm getting i'm getting getting upset just listening to you man i get it he bought Uh, it the same fucking day like i was in oklahoma working uh on something like five years ago and went to the shooting range and shot a, a, an M16. This was in yeah Oklahoma. B- bought an, uh, shot an M16 with a silencer on it, red dot. And I'm okay. Like this is fun to shoot. I get it. The guy says you could buy this right now. And I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's insane. No one should be able to do this. Like why would you need that gun? Because we fetishize guns. We it's it's true. But- it's, like the whole idea, the do. whole idea of bearing arms, the whole idea, like we're supposed to be in a well, right? Re- like nobody reads the whole second amendment. I get it. I'm not even going to get into it right now. We can cover it in a second pod, but God damn, it really upsets me. And I feel you, Zan. I feel you. Um, you know what I'm going to do? This is something I don't do in the most pods. Uh, we got a little bit of time left, so I'm going to end on a, a high note. I want to tell you guys a little story of something that happened to me this week. Um, I was driving home uh, from work. I decided that I wanted, I had a little sweet tooth. I wanted to get uh, a little cupcake, a little spot down in uh, Chinatown. I get my little cupcakes. Uh, they're not paying us, so I'm not going to give you the name until they start paying us. But they got dope cupcakes. <laughs> I walk into this little spot, and, you know, I've been listening to my liberal propaganda. And I walk into this spot, and everybody's looking at me. They're looking at me up and down, staring at me, and I'm looking at these. Chinese people in Chinatown and I'm like these motherfuckers I got your back on this you guys staring at me like I'm about to rob this place they're fucking staring at me looking at me all weird like what the fuck so I'm standing in line and I walk up and I'm like pissed I'm like wondering why all these eyes are on me yes I'm the only black guy in the store but like fucking come on it's 2021 and as I look up handsome I was like hey I would like a lady reaches over the register really close, almost scared and says, excuse me, sir. Um, could you please put on a mask? And then I realized I forgot my <laughs> mask in my car and I like instinctively put my hands over my boobs <laughs> and like buckled my legs. Oh, Cause I was so in fucking embarrassed that I forgot my mask. I wasn't even thinking about it. 
I was talking to a homie on the phone. I had my AirPods on and I had this in the back of my head. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, hang on. I went into my car. I looked at myself. You ran out of there. I drove right home. I did not deserve a cupcake. (laughs) I like... I, I couldn't believe what happened. I was so fucking embarrassed. <laughs> you guys are the first people I've told this because it Damn. was just like, it really hurt. I think about it now and I cringe. I'm just like, just to see these, like, for what was going on in my head, to look at what these, to what you were yeah, saying, right. I was seeing, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like one of those things. Man, it's something I'm going to relive. For no now. cupcakes for you. No cupcakes for me. But anyway... <laughs> I hope, I hope to God that after everything we've talked about, it brings some of our listeners a little bit of joy. I hope it puts a smile on you guys, uh, on your faces. Um, but yes, thank you very much for sitting down with me. I appreciate it. You guys, every week we come down, we discuss some really hot topics and I, I, I got nothing but love for both of you. Uh, but guys, this is it. This is the end. I want to say adieu. Is that French? Adieu? Adieu. Adieu. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oui. Oui. Oh, bon, bon jour now. <laughs> bon jour anyway, now. Put that anyway, in the oven. Anyway, guys, thank you guys for stopping by. A big shout out to our producer, Blaine Pierre. Let me wait for it. Oh, Blaine Pierre. There it goes. <laughs> Blaine Pierre. Uh, another shout out to the guys who are doing our music, David uh, Naftali Applebaum, a.k.a. DNA, and Aaron Mostow. I really appreciate it. You guys, this is Papa Don't Preach. We're going to be off next week, and we'll be back a week after that. Zanny, take me out. <laughs> Make me feel good. <laughs> Copyrighted. I sit here on a pod. A pod that lifts me <laughs> oh, up in my no. life. Not another oh, pod. <laughs> 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 Ever.